0: Welcome to Doing Good Business, the podcast where personal and professional development meet. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach and talent acquisition consultant, and I'm joined every week by my co host Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, training you to bring positive business practices into any company. Doing Good Business is the podcast that teaches you that doing good business is not only possible, it's profitable. Hey, welcome back to Doing Good Business. Last month, we were talking about openness. We Mm -hmm. talked to the ever-awesome Kevin Nolan. We loved having him in our orbit. And this month in November, we're going to go a little rogue, as we like to do. We're not going to do the whole gratitude thing. Gratitude is amazing, and we love it. But we're actually going to talk about values. You know, you think about we're approaching the holiday season. It's, you know, a couple weeks to Thanksgiving, You know, what are your values? A lot Mm -hmm. of people think of it as, you know, my personal values, or maybe your first thought is, what's the company's values? Let Mm -hmm. me look at their website. You know, I always say, I've said it on the show a lot, you know, if your values are just a page on your website, you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Kelly and I are going to dig in today to values on a personal level. I'll share some resources for leaders that I love to give out. Kelly's going to talk about business values. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the intersection of the two because all of the research says, when your values align with the company's values, that is when you have the best match. That makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? Yay! So it's
1: good, I think, then to clearly define what are the values, right. right? Because, well, let me ask you, You know, what does quality mean to you?
0: Yeah, quality means right. doing, you know, making a product that is uh, safe and delivers on what it promises.
1: Absolutely. So my definition is, an A. If we were grading it, Ooh. quality is an A for perfectionists me.
0: Perfectionists of the world unite. Yes. Oh, Yay. my fellow perfectionists. We just high five because we're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact
1: of the matter remains that in many times in a business, a C grade mm-hmm. is completely, oh, yeah. completely quality, yeah. right? And it's the way it should be. And an A could actually be detrimental. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who's looking to achieve the A who doesn't do pencils down. Not that I would know that person no, personally. No, we don't uh, know anything about that person that you doesn't know, want an A. <laughs> <laughs> but a C could be really good. So I think yeah. defining what does quality mean? And even like as a consumer, as a business strategist, right, I get confused mm-hmm. very easily. Like, And I want to know what does quality mean to that organization? Right. If it's a value to you, what is it? You know, don't it? just slap it up on the wall. <laughs> exactly. Define what that means. And then also, I think a big part of this for business too, is then define or show me the evidence that it exists mm-hmm. in the organization. So, I'm kind of feeling a little puckish today, I guess, because (laughs) I'm picking on values. That doesn't seem like something that that, uh, would happen on the Doing Good Business podcast. But I am kind of in a way, but um, for growth, Mm -hmm. for the values, personal growth and development. Mm -hmm. Um, What does integrity mean? Mm-hmm. How do you define that? And how do you bring that out in an organization? Yeah. And, and these things do not have to be external communications. But, right. You know, like there have to be somewhere in the, the chronicles of the organization. There has to be examples of this is what we were up against and this is how we faced it with integrity. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, you know, this is who we are, to your point, right? And you have integrity. So right. how are we showing that? How is it reflected in the strategy that we have? You know, we've talked about Wells Fargo before, but mm-hmm. there are certainly other companies that formulate these strategies. And you're like, hmm, integrity, right? Like, yeah. where's the integrity in the mm-hmm. strategy? Mm-hmm. So I think those, just as if you were building a bridge, right? You need to have integrity in your materials. You need to have integrity in mm-hmm. your strategy.
0: So just show me where it is. Right, That's all. Right. That's all or show me how your policy supports what you purport your values to be. You know, mm-hmm. show me how you're making them actionable on a daily basis. You know, show right. me how your leaders are upholding that value. Mm-hmm. Or again, is it just a page on your website that nobody really thinks about? You know, how right. common are your company's values in conversation, in decision-making rooms, in strategy rooms, mm-hmm. in all of those high-level conversations? Absolutely. And to your point
1: that it's not just something that you put on the, on your website. I've met several business leaders, even just in the last few months, who have just, for whatever reason, the way our conversation went, have said to me, "Oh no, I put a lot of work into our mission and yeah. our vision and our values, mm-hmm. as well. You should. That mm-hmm. that investment will pay off. It will. And those are people who are really trying to then live that mission, vision, yeah. and values. And that's really what we're talking about. Well, it helps so.
0: you in your full life cycle. You know, your values help you make hiring decisions from the very mm-hmm. first. You know. From writing the job posting to where do you want to position it to what are you going to pay to what questions do you ask when you're interviewing people? You know, so many people that have never hired before, they don't know what questions to ask. Well, you can ask values-based questions. You know, you can talk about, Mm -hmm. you can see, did a candidate do their research and did they find your values? Are they bringing them up in the interview process, you know, all the way through? how are people showing up on a daily basis? You know, if you quantify it, like you were saying, what does quality mean to you? You define right. it. So when you quantify your values, people know what's expected of them. So then you can have those, you know, annual, hopefully more than that conversation right. about <laughs> performance that has a values component to it all the way through, you know, how do you want someone to depart your organization? Is there an mm-hmm. exit interview? Is there, you know, are you offering a, a pension plan? Are you, you mm-hmm. know, helping people, you know, ease into retirement, you know, like what right. are you doing? And those can and should, if you're going to take that time and be that thoughtful about it, they should inform your decisions at every pivotal point in the life cycle of your organization. I
1: couldn't agree more. And I think, too, when you are thinking about your values that deeply, they do become a competitive advantage Mm -hmm. because when you are defining them, that's your secret sauce. Right. That's what makes you distinguishes you from mm-hmm. another organization who whose values on their website must, might read integrity, trust, accountability, innovation, quality, and teamwork. Those are very traditional values. Right. What does that mean? And I think it's why we're starting to see other values emerging. Right. Um, like boldness.
0: We mm-hmm. value honesty. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: We talked about that a little bit in our our openness also. Um, about honesty and humility being, being one of right. the big five personality traits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fun, here's one that I've, I've seen recently. Humility. We value mm-hmm. humility, mm-hmm. right? So you can now see how some of these ownership, constant improvement, inclusion, and simplicity. Mm-hmm. Simplicity, we talked about that in yeah. openness also. You can start to see how companies who say these: this is what we value Which I also think is a big distinction. Mm -hmm. Traditional companies will be more likely to say these are our values. Yeah. And
0: newer companies, right,
1: they're more likely to say this is what we value, Hmm. right? This is what we value, indicating, like, so this is how we live. We value this, so we do this. Mm -hmm. And so they're starting to show that evidence. But in this way, they really do become a competitive advantage. Yeah. Um, between established companies, emerging companies, between companies of the same age, but who define what those things are very mm-hmm. differently. So I think it's interesting as someone who watches these things to see to see some of these new values mm-hmm. emerge. Um, empathy, right? Adaptability, yeah. being focused. Oh, you know? Yeah. And we've talked about that. When you don't get a break in your work, you mentioned that. Right. You know, exactly. When exactly. you don't get a break in your work right? So you've lost your focus, you've lost your perspective, but these, you know, when companies intentionally value these things, they start to build it into everything that they do, right?
0: And I think about values in action, you know, I don't personally, I'm not a sports ball person, you know, all my friends, <laughs> I call it sports balls, like a running joke, but I know that after one of the horrific mass shootings in the U.S., Dick Sporting Goods elected yes. to stop carrying guns. Yes and i know that that is a value in action and should i need to go to a sporting goods store that's where i will support and i know there are plenty of people who will never shop there again right. because of that and like i feel like i can respect your values even if i disagree with them if you have conviction and that to me shows conviction you know i happen to support that decision and right. will match that so with my good, consumer right? dollars and even though you know like my husband doesn't support that decision right. that's perfectly fine that's perfectly and, fine and you know it's just right exactly and you know like Nike you know hiring Colin Kaepernick to do Mm -hmm. or Kaepernick I always say that wrong but hiring him to be a spokesperson like very controversial decision. I choose to believe that that was a values-based decision on behalf of Nike, Mm -hmm. you know, supporting the movement that, you know, hey, maybe we need to, like, look at how we're treating the people of color in this country and let us help to elevate them. In an
1: informed, connected, and transparent market, it should be, there should be benefit. There should should be decisions. Well, there should be value-based decisions Mm -hmm. and business benefits attached to those decisions because there were a lot of people who said that was just a PR stunt. Mm. No, if it was a value-based decision Mm -hmm. and there were rewards came to that for them then so be it right 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 so you know and and you were kind of reading my mind there which you often do because (laughs) the mind meld continues exactly because part of a company that values qualities characteristics standards, right? They're making commitments to those right. ways of being. They have to be deeply rooted in the mm-hmm. organization, right? It can't be something that the first time a bad storm blows in, they, you know, they abandon, abandon the values, yeah, abandon values. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because then, then it's pointless. And then they are ineffective as business management tools because they are in a lot of ways. They are business they're guiding forces. So when you, the leader, is not are their leaders are not there, the the people in the organization still have something they can go to. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a resource kit for them to say, Hey, I'm not sure what I want to do or what I need to do, but now I'm a little bit empowered. Even if no one's here, I know that we have this value of being honest Mm -hmm. and having humility, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, I'm going to let my actions be guided by that. Right,
0: right. Ideally. No, and I agree. I mean, it's like, you know, sort of a parallel, but the old saying that no decision is a decision in and of itself. Right. If you don't act on your values, then they're kind of pointless. Like, if you're not making a decision on something, you actually are making a decision. You make a decision to stay, to preserve stasis and to stay where you are and to not move forward. And if you aren't acting on your values, then what's the point of even... Having them, you know, we've talked about, you know, to guests in the past about how would we know your values by Um, hanging out in your organization for... A week. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a a company in Philadelphia called Exude and I have had the pleasure of meeting a bunch of people from them and their values are right on the wall. And I have spent some time in their offices and they really do live their values. Like I have seen it in their people that I've encountered, you know, transparency, kindness, you know, know, I'm all over that one. And (laughs) it's just interesting to see. And then I have worked for plenty of organizations where I couldn't even tell you what their values are. And probably when I saw them on some mass email that went out company-wide, I rolled my eyes because I didn't see it in my day-to-day.
1: Absolutely right. And Again, you know, reading my mind, thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Recently, I guess it was a couple of months ago, I was out driving around, beautiful, sunny, blue day, and there was one of the sanitation companies, Mm -hmm. you know, a truck passed, and words to the effect on the side of the truck. I was stopped at a red light, important to know for the story. (laughs) So picture it, I'm stopped at the red light. And here comes this truck, it's turning left in front of me, and I'm reading words to the effect of, you know, powering your community through waste. That's a very lofty goal, Mm -hmm. right? I would have to assume there's a value-based decision behind that, Mm -hmm. and I was feeling really good about it. And then the truck turned, and this cloud of black came out of the truck, as as they do, you know, and literally my blue sunny day went to, like, gray brown. It enveloped my whole car, and I thought... Well now I'm confused about what you value, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Because there's seemingly something there that's good for the environment, mm-hmm. which seemed, as I said, like a, a really lofty goal that mm-hmm. I was very excited about. But it seems like maybe, I don't know, but maybe a more achievable goal would getting green trucks. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Right. And by green I mean not the color on the outside, I just mean, you know, in right. functionality. So what does that mean in terms of a value like mm-hmm. that's what it sparked for me and mm-hmm. i wonder and not in a judgmental way i'm just naturally curious right. around what is it they value that drives the decision toward this
0: lofty goal versus this little everyday thing yeah this way that you could make yeah. so we talk a lot about data supported decisions and i think mm-hmm. that you can make value supported decisions you know I do a values exercise with almost every one of my clients, unless I'm really clear up front that they've got a solid grasp on what their own values are. So it doesn't matter whether you're a leader in transition and you're looking for a new company or we're just doing, you know, some leadership development work, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, the values assessment to me becomes a North star. It helps you make decisions. It's something that you move towards. It's something Mm -hmm. to look at, you know, God bless them. I had a client that took, you know, the values and another tool that I use is a love and loathe list And he quantified it when he got to the decision-making stage between two different offers that he'd received and really, like, literally brought it in through Excel. And I said, like, I'm a fifth grader with Excel, so this is great. But it was quantified, and it helped him make that decision about, you know, this organization, Mm -hmm. this opportunity, you know, some values were I have young children. I don't want to travel as much because family is an important value to me. Mm -hmm. You know, for him, it showed up on I Loathe my job having 80 percent travel right. but it's all the same language it's a different way of looking at it they become your north star for decisions and i'll link in the show notes there's two great values tools that i use and that i like one is called a personal values assessment and one is called true values and i'll link to both of them right they're super easy mm-hmm. um the pva gives you a really lovely like fancy report if you're into that kind of thing the true mm-hmm. values is just like simple it gives you a list of i think 50 common values and you just pick your top 10 and then they become your guides. So depending on how much data you really like. right? Um, but it's just, it's such an important thing to know because whether you're, maybe you're in an organization and on paper everything looks right. You know, it's like dating, right? Like right. the person that looks on paper like the perfect partner, maybe sometimes there's just some chemistry that's not there that you really need to take yep. it to that next level. The same can be true for work. You know, maybe you're in an organization or you just got a promotion or whatever your case is and something just doesn't feel right, a lot of times it can be a values misalignment. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you're wrong. That doesn't mean that the company's wrong. Absolutely it means not. that there's just a mismatch. So I think getting clear on your personal values helps you make a, a huge swath of leadership cool. decisions, whether it's when you're leading your team, how you're planning your own career, whatever those decisions mm-hmm. are, like you can really use that as a guidepost.
1: And I like what your client did with weighting it, mm-hmm. right? Because it doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. Yeah. Right? yeah. There can be... Pardon the expression, shades of gray. That expression will make <laughs> at least fifty again. Right? <laughs> but you know, because it's it's not about it right. being an
0: idyllic right. situation, right? But, but you want to be as closely aligned mm-hmm. as possible. Well, it's just like data. You don't ever mm-hmm. want to make a decision on data alone, but you exactly. want to use data to support your decision. You don't ever want to make a decision on values alone. This is not you know, we don't live in a beautiful golden castle where we can all shoot right. our values and be our most authentic. Sorry, oh. only on this like half hour of your okay, right. Yeah, <laughs> where we can just be our best selves all the time. But you can certainly use that aspiration or that value to mm-hmm. support your decision and to support your you know, your goal, your next step, whatever it looks like. I think it's an important data point to use mm-hmm. in, you know, in your process of personal growth, professional growth. Leadership, decision-making, anything in that category. Absolutely. I mean, Kelly, you talked about just buying a house in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. There is a value of wanting a home where all of your family could come in and be together. You know, I would guess that if you took one of these assessments, you have a strong value towards family. Absolutely. And you made that decision in Mm -hmm. part based on that value of having family. And moving into a home where kids and grandkids and in-laws and, you know, ex-laws and whatever, like, they can all just be in that space together. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was a big part of our decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, well, let's just stay on that analogy. It's not really business-related, but, you know, so then where will the evidence of that value come in? Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if we don't ever have anyone over. Right. And people right. Will be like, that's funny. I wonder why they did all that. <laughs> you know? Um, but we, you know, that's what we're looking forward to. And yeah. so that's the other part of this, I kind of mentioned earlier, is you have to have some type of evidence of these values right. in what you're doing. So, uh, just for a fun exercise, I need yeah. out two. Awesome. Because you can't only just see these on the website in the marketing department mm-hmm. or in the corporate social mm-hmm. responsibility department. So, what would it mean if I'm looking for integrity, as mm-hmm. we've asked our guests, as you said, if I'm looking for integrity in your organization, like what would you as a business leader, mm-hmm. as a manager, as an employee who, you know, maybe wants to move up in the organization, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? You would be keeping your word. Yeah, yeah, let's just start there. Integrated. Even when people You're aren't looking, word. exactly, mm-hmm. you will be making fair decisions, mm-hmm. right? And so that decision tree analysis, right? That that helps. You know, when you run those different models and consider people, we talked about openness, um, open to new experiences, and having that attentiveness to your inner feelings, mm-hmm. right? You're going to incorporate some of that qualitative data in yep. your decision. Practice non judgment. Mm-hmm. Oh, so hard in today's sound bite world. Yeah, right. Practice non-judgment and, um, you know, just say, well, is that all? Is there more to that? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on there? Give credit mm-hmm. where credit is due. That's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. And then just communicate honestly about it. And it's not always the rosy story, right? right. And people actually don't trust the rosy story, yes, right? They, they know that's not real life. So give them the real life story. Mm-hmm. You still have an opportunity to... Uh, talk about it in the way that you want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but communicate it honestly. And even if it means you're going to be a little bit more vulnerable, you talked about appropriate transparency. And I think that's where I'm going with it is, you know, it doesn't have to be a tell-all book, Mm -hmm. you know, but it does have to give people an idea that they have a clear picture of what happened Mm -hmm. and not only what's going on, but where you're going with it. Right. 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 So that's one. The other value I took a less traditional one. One of the emerging values that I've seen in a couple of companies
0: is we value simplicity. I love that. Right. I love that that's coming back because I feel like for it's so awesome. long, like right. technology so was so complicated with everything, right. and you know, and I love a good technology. We were talking earlier about um, online document signing and you know right. which program we use to you know for contracts and things like that. Like right. that's a way that I think simplicity is well-executed, but yes. I think there are ways a lot of times where technology can over-complicate things. Absolutely,
1: and I think that as a leader, mm-hmm. one of the things that can over-complicate almost anything mm-hmm. in an organization from an employee's perspective is fear. Yeah. So The F word. Right? Exactly. Uh-huh. If you as a business leader are thinking about simplicity, then your job in that context is to help people identify and manage their fears, because mm-hmm. if people... Fear consequences or the unknown, mm-hmm. right? What if I do this? Will I get fired? Mm-hmm. Right? They will have a tendency to overcomplicate their ideas, yep. overcomplicate processes, redundancy, redundancy, redundancy. Again, mm-hmm. not judging redundancy, but triple redundancy right. when it's not warranted mm-hmm. because someone's afraid of a consequence is mm-hmm. a whole different thing. And they'll they will overcomplicate their communication, and a lot can go wrong when yeah. communication is not clear. So that's one way to deal with it. And in the, in the thought of overcomplicating communication, if you're trying to practice simplicity, I would heartily encourage you to look at your employee handbook, mm-hmm. your contracts, mm-hmm. and um, on your marketing content, yeah. and your sales content, because a lot of that can really be overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. And that, so if you say we value simplicity, and I'm going to enter into a contract with you, and I hear the thud of the contract right, the table. right. There's a
0: disconnect. I was having a conversation with somebody recently, and she was just looking for somebody to like do a couple hours a week of contract recruiting, and it was you know just going to do a split whatever. And she was telling me one of the people that was interested sent her a 12 page contract for like a consulting uh, services engagement, and she was right. like, "This isn't like I'm looking for you to give me five hours a week, and I'll pay you 50 percent of the fee that we get." Right, it was right. so overcomplicated. Right. Um, one of the best marketing things, simplicity marketing. I was in the Bay Area in August. And I was driving, I think, back to the airport, and there's this huge billboard, and it was such a dig at the San Francisco startup culture. But it said, "Your employees want a 401k, not free protein bars," <laughs> and it was an ad for a um, investment firm specific for startup companies to help oh, them nice. establish those programs for startup organizations. And it was clearly, it stuck with me, you know, this many weeks later. And it was just, it was so simple. It was, it was also super clever. Like I'll give them that. But I was like, yeah. That's really true. You know, people Mm -hmm. are. That kind of stuff is old, like old hat now. You know, okay, yeah, yeah. You've got a ping pong table, I can wear jeans, and you're going to give me a free protein bar. Right, right. great. But you know, what am I going to? You know, maybe now I'm in my 30s and I'm starting to think about things like a 401k, -hmm. and so many don't offer that. And it was just the simplicity of that message just really struck me, and you know, obviously stuck with me. I
1: love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, just another example of doing good business right thinking larger and broader Mm -hmm. and more meaningfully than executing on something that you clipped off the internet Uh, right the how-to right right
0: Mm -hmm. right so if you are an individual and you know whatever level of work you're doing you know individual contributor senior executive entrepreneur whatever that looks like If you don't know your personal values, I would encourage you to, like, check our show notes, click on Mm -hmm. one of the two links, see which one you like better. Get really clear on your personal values. If you are in a company and you have an impact on how that company executes the values, bring the values into your decision-making process. You know, every day, let your leaders, you know, know what that looks like. Let them know how to measure the values. Let them know that, you know, we want to make sure that we are keeping these in mind during our decision-making process on a regular basis. Yep.
1: Awesome. find them, make sure
0: they're deeply rooted,
1: and make sure there's evidence of them throughout the organization.
0: There you have it. All right. Those and are doing good
1: business values. We're going to talk to somebody who is an expert in values mm-hmm. coming up on our
0: next show. Our so next, next show. Stay two. The- yeah, exactly. We are super excited on November 18th. We're going to have a guest who is going to expand on our topic of values. Her name is Maury Fontanez. So don't forget to come back on the 18th and we'd love to hear your feedback. How are you liking mm-hmm. our season two format where we have, a guiding topic for every month. We're giving you more actionable steps and you get one episode with lovely Kelly and I and one episode with an amazing guest. Drop us, you know, a line on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn or you can just hop over to our website. We've got an easy form for you to fill out there. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. We'll also
1: be planning more for 2020. So if you have topics, you want to hear us oh, yeah. pick
0: apart. Mm-hmm. Um, because we value, at, your right. we value your <laughs> feedback. <She wasn't> <laughs> very,
1: very good. Glad. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a good rest of your day. Make it count. And we will be back soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business, designed to bring out the best in you and your company. We welcome your reviews and ratings and would love to hear from you. Send your comments, suggestions, and questions through our online form at doinggoodbusiness.com. Stay in touch with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. The Doing Good Business Podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting for all of your coaching and talent acquisition needs, and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you incorporate the social business paradigm into your company learn more about us and our respective services at the Doing Good Business website. Thanks again for listening and remember to expect good things from everything you do.